Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the froth, a place to let your brain slip into something more comfortable, a spa break for the mind. Are you sitting frothily? Then we'll begin. I'm comedian husband Rod Gilbert. I'm comedy writer wife Shan Harris. That's Rosie, a dog. And this is The Froth. Yesterday's non-news today. This week's podcast was recorded in Pembrokeshire. Our special guest is Rob Rouse, who joins us remotely, and Barry is producing. Be warned, there is some occasional fruity language and content. Headlines this week. Me and the farmer like brother like sister, getting on like hand and blister. Me and the farmer. Unknown farmer flags Rod down in the middle of the road and offers him 50 pence. The smile on your face lets me know that you need me. But you smell it best when you smell of nothing at all. Perfume that smells of nothing at all but costs £72 flies off the shelves. Sean's lies! Sean tells an untrue story about her perfume that certainly does smell of something, or it would if the story were true. How much is that doggy in the window? Ruff, ruff, ruff. The one delivery drivers have been warned about. Hartlepool Man warns pizza delivery driver to watch out for his dog, who's a bit of a twat. And those are the headlines. It is time to meet our very special guest this week. It is Mr. Robert Rouse. Hello, Robert Rouse. Robert Rouse, who appears to be wearing a wig. <laughs> yes. He, and he's I, on a desert island. On a uh, desert island. It was that what was stipulated uh, when I moved to Hawaii was that um, <laughs> I, could, I had to wear a wig. That, as you pointed out in Soundcheck, makes me look vaguely like a Leslie Nielsen character. Yeah. I see. The reason I thought it was a wig, Rob, was because yeah. I can see from your background it's quite windy where you are. Your, your hair's very windy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks it's like it's been glued. It hasn't up moved. Like your... with carpet glue. That's <laughs> Elnet, Elnet, and uh, Bostic. <laughs> Elnet, the grandmother's choice. It is. You're, you're there on a Zoom background of Hawaii. The trees, the palm trees are swayed in the wind, but yeah. your hair has not budged. And I tell you, it is not going anywhere, Rodri. It is not going anywhere at all. It's very high. I tell you what, most, high, isn't it? Yeah. most people have got sort of like, you know, rangy, straggly, long lockdown hair. That's what I've got. And then I've got yeah. a big old bushy white beard. You, you, You've got sort of really boofy, sort of 80, like almost like a Dickie Dave, sort of 80 sports presenter. Yeah. <laughs> Let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. Do you know who it is? It's Emlyn Hughes. Emlyn Hughes. Yeah, it's Emlyn Hughes. In real life, it's quite big, but the. Oh my God, now you look like Emlyn Hughes. It's right. The software makes it look incredibly wig like. It's like I'm constantly being cut out of a magazine. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. It's because you're on a Zoom virtual background. That's what it is. That's oh. what it is. Shit, oh, it's... bollock. I just turned around and there was no beach. 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, shit. So, we have bought. Now, this is our. You know, some people are on lockdown. Mm. Some people have. Some people have done some strange things on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, have you just quickly, Rob? Have you made any strange decisions that have been born out of the lockdown process that you think you might go? What? Why did I do that? I think it's. I think it's because of lockdown. I'm going to regret this decision. You know, it, it's uh, uh, so many decisions I've made in my life are hard to pick apart in terms of strangeness as pre and post lockdown. Right. You know, uh, you know, just having a keeping a duck indoors. Not, uh, yeah, that, that, I mean, that was years before lockdown. You cannot yeah. blame COVID know, for that. I know, exactly. To do Children, all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah. Show business. You know, all of it. All of it. It's yeah. hard. Okay, well, let Arguably, me put this to you. Yeah. Let me put this to you. I, I, I know people who've done some strange things. Right? People, I mean, I, for example, Barry... Let's, let's take Barry as a good example. There he is, Barry what Castanio. What have I done? Friend you got that of... action man stuck up your bum, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> that, Still. That was, that was lockdown. I, that was two weeks before lockdown that went up. <laughs> yep. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't see a doctor. He's, he's he's a, he was the canary in the mind that indicated <laughs> lockdown was on the way, though. <laughs> when Barry sticks an action man off his bum, we know yeah. something's going to happen nationally. <laughs> It's going to be big. <laughs> it's like the animals running in land before the wave comes in. Harry hasn't done anything mad. What have I done? Bar- yeah. Right. Okay. So lockdown decisions. I'm calling this feature. Oh yeah. Barry. Barry bought a labradoodle, mm. full size, a very not a miniature big, very one, big a full labradoodle. size labradoodle. Despite the yeah. fact, despite the fact that his house is normal size. And the Labrador is small, clearly... small, if anything, my house. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Barry lives in a... Bijou. A bijou. A, a compact and bijou, beautiful house. But it is not beautiful. big enough for a Labradoodle. I told him that. He said, I'm getting a Labradoodle. I said, that is a lockdown decision, Barry. You're, that is a lockdown decision. A Labradoodle. I said to him, these are my words. I said, that dog, give him three months and he's going to be wearing your house like a gilet. <laughs> he's going to have... He's going to be his head out the chimney, his arms out of it, one of each win- bedroom window. Stick... <laughs> and total lockdown decision by a massive Labrador. And Barry, when at what point? So how old is he now? Three um, months. He's four and a half months. Now. Four and a half and, months now. Yeah, and we just uh, were at the park earlier, and there was a dog that was honestly a quarter of its size. It was a golden retriever, <laughs> and I said, "How old?" She went three months. <laughs> he, he's so really? big. I took it to a coffee shop, um, uh, and the guy, the guy wouldn't believe it was the same animal from two weeks ago. <laughs> oh my god. Not even dog, animal. Probably <laughs> the same species. <laughs> what kind of, um, for, for dog poo bags, are you just utilising uh, old supermarket carrier bags? Yeah, bag, bag for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The strongest, the strongest brand new bag for, for life. For compost. <laughs> He's using rubble sacks. Yeah. <laughs> 60 litres when filled. Yeah. You know when you order a ton of wood from a, from a, yeah. <laughs> from a log place? <laughs> the garden bags, they come in with a big... Is <laughs> We've got a skip and a forklift in the front garden. Exactly. Every time you walk past Travis Perkins, just pop in and see if they've got any spare bags. That is it, Barry's lockdown decision. It wasn't decision. actually a lockdown decision, to be fair. It was, it was, it was a lockdown a, decision. It was, it, was a, it was also a, 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 a cat, Aww. an old cat dying. Uh, but as you you made me feel bad as well, because you you had a go at me because I was looking at dogs before it actually died. <laughs> before exactly. the cat. Barry was looking at replacement oh, dogs <laughs> with the cat. What is well, it? Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I had the phone yeah. turned away. <laughs> Poor old Malcolm. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. Malcolm. We're he joking, was, Malcolm, was, but... You know. He was lovely, Malcolm. He's less hassle, I'll say that much. Uh, I love Alan, but cool. He's, uh, he, now, he's, now he's getting big. Where is he now? shops? Great name for the dog, Alan, I think. Because when, you, when, especially Alan, when he's... Yeah. <laughs> big Al! Big Al! Big Al! <laughs> Big L! Sounds good shouting it in a park, doesn't it? Totally. Yeah, it's less good on Zoom, I have to say, with headphones. <laughs> <laughs> on a tropical island. Lockdown decisions. Anyway, Sean and I have, yes. have, have gone a slightly different way with it. 
So, so Barry's bought a dog. Barry's bought a big dog. Barry's bought a very big dog. That's too big. Uh, and uh, Rob, well, it's hard to tell what lockdown decisions and what aren't with decisions Rob like makes that over the course of his life. Strange decisions anyway. Makes strange decisions anyway. Sean and I have bought on lockdown, ba, ba, da, ba. total lockdown decision. Lockdown in London, the whole time we've been locked down in London, yeah. Sean and I decided that despite the fact that I can't do any DIY and Sean can do less, <laughs> we have decided to buy some fields. A field. Some well, more, land. Two, yes, more than one field. I don't even know how A few fields. <laughs> a, few, a few fields. Yeah. And uh, there I am walking near the fields. <laughs> a little Welsh farmer came up to me in the street. Right, he stopped his car next to me. I was walking the dog, and he said, "Hey, I'm coming to see you now." And I said, "All right." He said, "Who are you?" <laughs> and he said, who "Oh, are you? I said, who are you?" I, he said, "So and so sent me." I was like, "Oh, all right. I don't know them either, but okay." <laughs> and he went, uh, "I hear you got land. I want to put sheep on." Uh, actually, he said, "I got these fucking sheep." <laughs> <laughs> Word for I got these fucking sheep. I was like, right, okay. And then he went, uh, I said, okay, yeah, we are looking for people for sheep on the land. I said, they've got to be organic. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, and then he said, um, 50p. <laughs> and I was like, fucking <laughs> My face, I, I, I honestly, this is, I looked at him and I didn't have, I was too embarrassed to say, I have no idea what 50p refer. Is that, are you, what does that even? Is, is that he'll give you? Is that he'll give you fifty p per sheep that well, is allowed I've looked to eat into your it. grass? I've yeah. looked into it. Yeah, and it is slightly on the low side. I've discovered. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> it's at the bottom end of. But it is. He said fifty p per ewe. So per ewe for every female sheep. I've looked into it, and what he was talking about is a weekly price to put one sheep. On my lap. I, I was looking at him going, I, I don't know if you're A, joking, yep. B, if you're, I, if you're talking about the whole flock per year, which seems mm. low, 50p. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I have no idea, per acre, I literally, I mean, we have Suddenly, no idea. you're way out of your doing. depth. And it's not one of those things, is it, where you can go get three quotes and then pick the middle one. Like <laughs> no. you, could, you could speak to a couple of other prospective um, people who want to uh, let their but sheep graze. So far, you've got you've got very good DIY skills, Rob. Right? Hey, I tell I, you what, I'll happily when we're allowed to, I can come in and do some DIY come for down you. Come we'll down we'll and service our sheep. Whatever you need, whatever you need. Let's let's face it, live comedy is still in the shitter, and it could yeah. be for a while. So I'll I'll come and do some DIY. Sheep farming is the future for all of us. Comedians. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what is the going rate, Rod, for for, for sheep? <laughs> so. So well, so so so, I threw it out there. I've thrown it out there to some some of my uh, more um, clued in, more farmery type friends. And a fifty p is on the low side. Apparently, I do know somebody who's had as high as ninety p per ewe. Really? Um, but she said, but she said, she said, well, I get ninety p. But then she said, but I do drive a hard bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon you guys, having spent all this time in London, now you know now you Wales sheep farming. You should bring a bit of London in. So when he says, oh, I give you 50p a year, we go, mate, you're having a fucking laugh, are you, mate? What, what's this, geezer? Who, who the fuck do you think I am? 50p a year. I was fucking you, born yesterday. I'll have 90 p a year. Have I got maggots on my head? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've done what I, I can't do DIY. So we've got no, we got no DIY skills. No, Literally no. nothing. Sean's mm. not even got any interest in, in any of this. <laughs> I, I, I'm quite curious about it. So I. I um, I got hold of a hedge trimmer, oh and I thought, God. right, Lovely. here we go. Petrol we driven, go. Rod. Petrol driven. No, no, plug in for now. Relax. You're an absolute mug. Eh? <laughs> I've been, I have been, I have been trying to make the first step of a transition from townie <laughs> to organic sheep farmer. Uh, I literally cannot put a shelf up. I cannot. I mean, I cannot do any DIY whatsoever. My skills extend. I can change a bulb, and I used to work in curries when I was a kid, so I can change a plug. That is it. Have you ever yeah. seen the start of um, of Casualty? It's always like, yeah. be careful up there, Dad, with that electric uh, trimmer and the hedge and, and the wire and everything. Don't worry, son. I've got it. Ah! Yeah. Do, 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 do. Exactly and then you're in. It. 
Yeah. So this is what happened. So I, I, I thought this is my first. What can I do around this that we bought? I was looking around, going, no, I can't do that. Can't do that. That needs. Can't do that. Can't <laughs> Hang anything. on, you were looking around with whilst holding a hedge. No, trimmer. I haven't got to the hedge trimmer. Right. And then I saw <laughs> over there, I had a tree guy come around, right? A tree, an arboreal a tree expert, because we got trees here. I didn't mm. even know what they were. I don't know what to do with them. So he talked me through the trees, and I thought, right, okay. And then I said, can you do our trees for us? Yes, good. I said, then we started talking about hedges and things, and he said, you know you can just do these. You don't need me. You can just do these with a normal hedge trimmer. And I said, okay. And you can, he said, yeah, you'll, you can take about a foot or two off this hedge, and then you'll need a, a chainsaw. Mm. After, and I was like thinking, I'm not going near a chainsaw. Uh, but I will try a, he- a little hedge trimmer. So a little electric hedge trimmer. The gentlest of the gentle hedge trimmer. And I started just shaving down. It's about 30 metres of hedge. And I started just shaving it down. It's going really well. It's going well. But, then, but then the bits of wood coming off the... Were hitting me in the face. And I thought, yeah. hang on a minute. Okay, put it down. Put the safety catch on. Put it down. I need goggles. <laughs> now, the only ones I've got are swimming goggles. <laughs> Or I thought, I won't wear those because the vision's not great with them. I thought, I'll wear my glasses. I've got driving glasses, Gucci frames. I've had them for years. Quite expensive designer glasses, you know. I thought, I'll wear those. I put them on. (laughs) Brilliant. Now, I've got my protective eyewear on. I'm I'm taking the hedge down bit by bit by bit. It's going really well, really neat. Really happy with it. I stood back at the end. Couldn't believe it. It is perfect. And I'm like, I think I am going get the hang of this, I'm going to become a sheep farmer, right? (laughs) And then I thought, where are my glasses? (laughs) And I started, my glasses, I don't know where they are. So I started raking up the leaves and in amongst all the leaves (laughs) that I'd cut, my glasses must have fallen off and then I've sawed them in half before they hit the floor. (laughs) (laughs) In half, my my glasses. But out off the back of that, Rod, I'm going to offer you 25p a sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Think I was born yet? I got off on 50 yesterday, mate. (laughs) So, Rob, you're really in your garage, right? I'm in my garage, but you're very lucky to have me here because I have currently got very dry hands. Did you nearly call in sick? Yeah, I nearly called in sick because I got very dry hands. Dry hands. (laughs) Yeah, from the um, you know, it's just it's lockdown. But more more than anything, beyond sanitising, it's the changing of the seasons for me. Is it? But yeah, what, it when you go bring... into spring, because yeah. that, you see, I get going into winter, but not going into like nicer, milder yeah, environments. I, think, work at all, I think what happens as I move into spring, I shed my winter coat, my winter right. coat of skin, right. to develop my soft... Maybe that's why uh, your hair's standing out so much. It could be. It could be. It's I, I mean, the rest of it. It's my whole self-image is a disaster today. There's nothing, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I've put my best people on it, but I can't change it. I can't so do anything on, you, about it. You put on hand cream, have you, for this show? Yes, I'm. I'm using. Uh, this is not a plug, um, but I do buy their products. This is E45 cream. Oh yeah. There Love we go. E45. Yeah, it's good. It's good, isn't it? It's, it's um, amazing. It's called an emollient. Uh, light liquid paraffin anhydrous lanolin. Um, it's non it's non-scented, isn't it? Yeah, it's yes, non-scented, it hypoallergenic. Well, well, well. well what well, do you rub well, into your well, skin well. in Wales? Never mind that. Never mind that. Well <laughs> mm. because, because I cannot ignore a link, a, a potential link and segue there that Barry has given me, offered me up on a silver platter. Go on. <laughs> he is I have got a story. Your first frothy story of the week. So here's your first frothy story. Go on. I can't believe that. What a segue. You said there's no smell in that E45 cream. Oh. And my first frothy story for you, Rob Rouse, Barry Castagnola, Sean Norris. Perfume with no smell... Flies off the shelf. How about that? Sales of a pricey perfume are soaring, even though it smells of almost nothing. Go on. <laughs> Molecule 01. It's not the sexiest name, is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's the advert? <laughs> Molecule 01 for men. <laughs> yeah, trying to, try to really, really nail the physicist market. <laughs> yeah. sounds, sounds slightly Irish. Because <laughs> 
You know, usually with perfume adverts, it's like a woman on a beach going, shh, Jimmy, yeah. the black and white yeah. stuff. Like, what's, what's this molecule thing? Long cock. My friend's boyfriend. My friend's boyfriend. It's a man in a white coat going, molecule or one. Rob, Rob Rouse on the beach with a wig on. <laughs> molecule very, or very, one. I'm very conscious of me wig. <laughs> molecule or one costs £72 for a 100 milliliter bottle. It's a wow. single chemical which boosts other other pongs. What? What? Uh, when it comes into contact with pheromones on the skin, it produces a scent unique to each person. Ah, uh, yeah. Which oh, wow. the I mean, look, this sounds like the world's greatest con. It's such yeah. a con, doesn't it? Who it came smells up like the emperor's this? new clothes. How, it's a seventy-two pounds. What does it smell of? Nothing at all. You. It smells of you. Yeah. It's right. It, it, <laughs> but, but but listen to what it says here. Imagine trying to sell this to someone in in uh, not Debenhams. That's closed down, isn't it? What's uh, Selfridges? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that closed down. <laughs> you're in oh, Selfridges. Shot, Oh, mate. It's probably because of this. Selfridges. You're in Selfridges. <laughs> you're, you're on the perfume counter and trying to yeah. sell this. It's 72 quid a bottle. There's no smell, right? Uh, it produces a scent unique to each person, but the wearer often cannot detect it. So you don't... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You're trying to sell? That's a hard sell to somebody. A perfume cut. Oh no, you smell amazing, but I can't smell anything. It doesn't smell anything. I can't smell anything at all. Oh no, you smell great. Oh, <laughs> seventy-two pound then. I once bought a perfume where the oh, woman. Oh no! Washed. No, Barry, get the jingle. It's not a lie. Get the Sean's lies jingle. It was a perfume. Sean's lies. No, no, no. There was a. There was a okay, perfume. Okay, Rob. We should let you know that Sean's uh, lies have their own jingle. Sean tells lies. This Here is it comes. Fantastic. I will harmonise on the next Sean's <laughs> Lies Thanks. jingle. Thanks, okay. Love. Okay, do you want to do this one? Let's do one. <laughs> yes, Sean's Lies. Lies. I bought perfume from uh, Covent Garden yeah. and it's uh, it's supposed to smell of bluebells right. and the woman in the shop is like, it does, like Kate Moss <laughs> apparently has it, right? And it does smell of bluebells on some people but on some, on other people it can smell of cat's piss. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know until like it's it's kind of sat in for a bit. So I was like, ooh, Kate Moss, yeah, maybe I'm like her. Uh, you know, me and her, we're probably the same, right? And yeah. I put it on. <laughs> and I bought it, and it smells like cat's piss on me, like properly. Yeah, but properly. mind you, I've I've met Kate Kate Moss. I was gonna say Kate Bush. What does Bush. that mean? <laughs> I've met Kate. I've met Kate Moss. Does she smell like cat's piss? Yeah, she smells like my mother's Goodsbury bushes. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe, Sean, if, if Kate Moss uh, rubs, uh, um, you know, kind of like a, a standard uh, or a, a simple anything perfumed on her, yes. maybe everything she puts on makes her smell like cat piss. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah, she's right. a bit of imperial so, leather. So she smells like, like a Kate litter tray. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I tell you about when I, when I flew... When I flew to America on Christmas Day once, and I, I ended up buying some uh, Icelandic yeah. anti-aging bio-effect yeah. serum. <laughs> tell oh, us again, yes. Barry. This is great. Yes, tell us again. So, Barry, what? you don't need it. You, Barry has got absolutely flawless skin. <laughs> I think I mention this every time I'm on this podcast, but I had the great privilege of, manage, of being asked to rub sun cream Oh, all yeah. over Barry's body oh, yeah, in Dubai. This, yeah, yeah, and, and I'm going to tell you again yeah, because we I about can't... It, even his gizzard's neck. Absolutely <laughs> flawless. Absolutely what? flawless. You it's... will not find more flawless skin than on Mr. Castagnola. So, Barry's got a, a turkey gizzard's neck. Apart from, yeah, it's not he's too got bad flawless today. skin all over his body. It's not yeah. too bad it's not today. Too bad today. <laughs> um, you wearing a roll neck? He's got a waffle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, I was fly- I was flying to Amer- I was flying to America to see family at Christmas a few years ago, and I was I was really I was really tired, I- and I got on the plane. I was it's Christmas Day, got a bit drunk. I got an upgrade. Uh, I had some points. And I got That's because you got great skin. And, I, and I'm sat there, and I've had a few drinks. It's Christmas Day, and I'm looking through the the uh, the in flight uh, duty free products, uh, and I saw um, a, don't some need anti, that, don't need that, some anti aging bio effect yeah. serum. And I just I've just been to the bathroom, and normally those those bathrooms make you look better, but this one definitely made me look worse in, in the in the in the bathroom. I came out a bit drunk. I bought some, and it was like a hundred. I just googled it a second ago. It's one hundred and sixty five dollars for fifteen milliliters, right? And I, and I bought 15 some. Fifteen milliliters. That's when you're on a, a plane. Your bottle. your skin is so dry on a plane. It makes <laughs> yeah. you look really awful. So I bought some, and then I ended up not meeting him, some mates not him. and going to Vegas. I hadn't even used it. I left it in a hotel room in Las Vegas. Didn't need it. I, I called the hotel. 
just because I was like, I'm not, you know, I hadn't even used it. And I thought, all right, I want to get that back. So I called the hotel after I'd left. I realized I'd left it there. I was too embarrassed to say what it was. So I just said, I left some medication in the room. Right? <laughs> and they didn't, have, they didn't have it. So I'd lost it. So on the way home, I thought, all right, I'm going to get some again. So I, oh. I bought another one. Uh, and then accidentally knocked it down the sink when I got home and just lost all of it. <laughs> so I spent over 300 quid on anti-aging seal. You spent more money on skincare than I ever have. <laughs> and I didn't, didn't get use any it. of it. <laughs> I, I had literally one go. One go. At best, oh, at least you got one go out of it. Yeah. It was 15 millilitres, to be fair. T- took a couple of weeks off me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barry. Now this perfume, less perfume. Oh, God. Molecule 01 mm-hmm. has become the best-selling fragrance ever at, no Harvey, way. at Harvey Nichols. Oh, God. People who shop there are mad. <laughs> Unbelievable. They're mental. They, I mean, they, they, they deserve to buy yeah. It's got nothing. No scent. <laughs> no scent. Almost, almost no scent. And you can't yeah. smell it on you. And they're managing to flog that at 72 quid a bottle. It's well, the best-selling. Then... Hey, I tell you what, everyone. We should uh, start developing uh, our own perfume with no scent and just and sell it for £62. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is proper it's only for the horses territory, isn't it? It's yeah, absolutely. It's like homeopathy or something, isn't it? it yeah, it's yeah. homeopathy. Spot Look on. at this. The store's former boss, Daniela Rinaldi, said she placed a huge order after trying the perfume, adding, people say to me all the time, you smell amazing, but I can't smell it. <laughs> you smell amazing if you really? like turnips. Because <laughs> it, could, it could make you smell of anything random, couldn't it? Like, Cabbage and suddenly you're covered in, uh, in, oh, in caterpillars. This. Oh, get this, get this, get this. Maker eccentric, no, eccentric, not eccentric. Maker right. eccentric molecules says it's going to bring out more perfumes and no fragrance. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a whole fucking range. Oh, my God. Well, if you've got one, no, you might as well get the others. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? And that is, I'm having an existential crisis after that story. That means that you care more about what other think you, well, obviously you do anyway, don't you? I don't know. Do you think you I don't care know. more about what other people think of you smell like than yourself? It, I don't like, know. I'm having, I'm having a nervous breakdown thinking about the fact there's a range. <laughs> what, what, does it, what does it do? Does it react just, does it make it a chemical reaction then? What, yeah, I don't get it. All it says here, when it comes into contact with pheromones on the skin, it produces a scent unique to each person, Everyone which has... the wearer often cannot detect. So which yeah. we have anyway, pheromones, isn't it? So that sometimes... is a very strong Amazing. smell of araldite. You've literally, <laughs> you've literally got to just hope for the best. You put Kate it on Moss. and hope for the best. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Kate Moss. Turning around in a restaurant. Can anyone else well smell bitumen? Oh, that's Christy Turlington. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's splashed him in on. <laughs> but also, what if it's not the one for you and you just, you don't have no fucking idea? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, then you could try one of the others in the range. It's <laughs> <laughs> someone around here, it's someone around here mixing a gallon of cement. That'd be Naomi Campbell. She's got the new perfume on. It, it just brings up all sorts of random smells. Specifically a gallon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my just before, God. Just before you move on to another story, I just want to quickly just top Trump, um, Rob, on, uh, on on the dry hands. Um, oh, yeah. So oh, you've yeah, been, you be getting a bit of dry hands. I'm just going to mm. just gonna show you that. I don't know what your, what your thoughts are on, on oh, that. Wow. On, let me uh, just click you um, back on the Zoom. Yeah, Barry's can, got a big there, scar just, across uh, his hand. Just showing you, yeah. So I've got, I've, I've, I had an operation um, a couple of weeks ago on my hand, I've got a condition called Dupatron's contracture, uh, which, basically, which basically pulls your, your fingers. It's lumps in your hand that pulls the tendons in and pulls your, your hands into a sort of claw shape. Ouch. So, uh, Is uh, it painful? Second, uh, it, it's quite achy and quite painful. If you fall flat and you actually, your hand goes, like, it forces your hand It's only really painful if you try and painful. pick something up or flatten your hand or something. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you... Are- as long as you walk around all day with your hands out in front of you like a lobster, like that is right. Mind claw stuff. Like and when you, you high five thing. someone, does it go like that? Uh, yeah, yes. I can't do a, I can't high do a five. high five. Yeah, you can't. Very, very cut. A very wow. cut hand. So, I, so yeah. I had you the do operation. a high cup. You can give Barry a high cup. Is that, Barry, is that why you went for this operation? You wanted to do high fives again? <laughs> <laughs> That's mainly. Yeah. Is that uh, the worst and, thing and about it? Yeah. High fives and press ups. It sounds uh, like uh, that could be a six part Netflix documentary. Barry just wanted to high five again. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done a GoFundMe. The and then at the end, he does one and he misses. <laughs> <laughs> slow mo, big slow mo. Well, he's so rusty. <laughs> rusty. So, so well, I that's that series two, isn't it, Sham? Yeah. What you doing? You're giving it somewhere yeah. to go in series two. <laughs> 
so I had, I had the operation, which was, uh, uh, you know, ostensibly a success. So as far as I knew, it was in a cast. Uh, and um, I went back a couple of days ago to Kingston Hospital to have the uh, to have the, uh, start hand therapy, uh, and they take the, the cast off. And I, the weirdest thing, so I, I sat there. They take they they cut off the cast, and I look at it, and it and it was nowhere near as bad as it looked when I had it done a few years ago. The same operation, mm. I felt absolutely fine. Mm. She took out a couple of stitches, a slight sting, absolutely fine. I suddenly went, oh, I feel, I feel a bit woozy. Mm. I wake up, three people around me. They gave oh me God. oxygen, right? They said, I had, they were fanning me, the nurses. I said, how long was I out? And she said, this is genuine, she said, about 30 seconds to a minute. And I got really worried. Since Wednesday. So I thought you'd, um, she goes, I thought your airwaves are blocked because you were snoring. <laughs> so I think what happened is I fainted and then my body just went, I'm quite knackered just while I'm so here. Tired. Might, as well, might as well have a little Actually, sleep. this is really nice. And, yeah, and, and then they wanted to take me in a wheelchair to hand therapy, which was four doors up. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I walk. I was drenched in sweat. Oh, and they put me, had me on oxygen. Yeah. And then they said, uh, so they said they were going to walk me up. And then they said, um, uh, who's your next of kin? And I'm like, and I said, what? And they went, um, is, is, are you getting picked up or anything? Is my, my girlfriend's coming to get me. Should, should, we, should, should we get her to come in for the hand therapy, basically, mm. just to be with me, not for any other reason? I went, no, no, she's got the dog with her. And to be honest, he won't fit through the doors. <laughs> you don't want him in here. Yeah, there I is think, no I'm, hospital big enough. I, I properly passed out. Like, I mean, oh, I was out God. cold. Oh, mate. That's mad. I didn't, yeah. And I didn't even, I didn't even feel like it was painful or anything. But, no. But yeah. So anyway, wow. you, you and your dry hands. It's Poof. so funny that you yeah. started story. Talking to dogs. <laughs> Talking to dogs. You want your second frothy story? Yes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Takeaway pizza driver, left in stitches. Ooh, talking about stitches. Talking stitches. Great link. This is the this is the best link show we've ever done. It's, they should call this episode the platter, <laughs> <laughs> the silver platter. Takeaway pizza driver left in stitches by customers' warning on delivery instructions. Food delivery app. We're all aware of those, aren't you? Uh, yep. Yeah. You've used a food delivery app like Deliveroo. Change the this face one, of the high street. This one's based in Hartlepool. Food delivery app, Hartlepool Eats shared a photo of the delivery instructions a customer had left on their order for pizza and chips, containing a brilliant warning message for the driver. Right. An Italian restaurant has left people in hysterics after sharing a customer's creative use of the special delivery instructions. All right, yeah, you know when you can put instructions to the driver, can't you? If you've got a delivery, you can go, uh, from nobody in, leave it around the back under the thing. Yeah. Whatever. Behind the bins, whatever. What, your meal? Not your meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just leave my meal just, right by the bins, Just leave it by please. the bins. Don't worry about covering it. It'll be fine. <laughs> An Italian restaurant has left people in hysterics after sharing a customer's creative use of the special delivery instructions on their order for a takeaway. Yeah. Hartlepool Eats, a food delivery service app, shared a photo of the receipt from Bianco's Deli on Facebook with the caption, I love the richness of Hartlepool vocabulary. <clears throat> The customer had simply warned the driver, just a heads up, pal. Me dog's a fucking raff. 
and ba- and barks at Nout. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What's the Hartlepool uh, accent there, Rob? You're, you're from up north. You'll probably get it. Well, very... What's the word in again? Uh, just a heads up, pal. Me dogs... Just a heads up, pal. Aye. <laughs> me, me dogs are fucking raff. Me dogs raff. are fucking raff. And, and barks at Nout. And barks at Nout. Me dogs are so, fucking raw. That's rough. so sweet for him to warn the delivery guy. <laughs> why, why does it need fucking? In, I mean, I I, I I have nothing against swearing. I enjoy. Yeah. I enjoy it. When you speak Welsh, you swear a lot. I swear I, a lot. Yes. I know. Yeah, yeah, but I don't tend to. I don't tend to swear when I write things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Especially to people you've never met. Just a heads up on me dogs are fucking rough and barks at note. It's great, isn't it? Do you reckon when he when he used to do his work at school and get put yeah, tenth of fucking April twenty fucking twenty fucking one. It's very much swearing like dear, it's very much dear a spoken fucking thing. sir or madam. <laughs> He's like a Vin Welsh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yours fucking you. sincerely. <laughs> no, yours since fucking silly. Since fucking silly. Let's get have it in the middle of a Hart- word if we can. Have you been to Hartlepool before? Uh, I must yeah. have done gigs there. Surely we must have all done gigs there. Surely. Mm. Why, Barry? I sense a story. I went to I went to Hartlepool. And I, had a, I had a gig and I went to the museum. I had some time to kill and I went to the Hartlepool Museum. Um, they've got this. It's the Royal Navy Museum there, and they've got a couple of interesting exhibits. And then as you go around, they've obviously just run out of stuff. And these are genuine exhibits. And I'll put these on the social media, right? There's one here. I don't know if you can if you can see this, right? It's just a bathroom cabinet. Right? This oh, is that's the, a fucking great exhibit, is, Barry. Right, with a packet of ten mobile lights. <laughs> it's a genuine <laughs> exhibit. From the, it's got like um, it's got Barocca, Imodium, and a packet of ten mobile lights, genuinely in the Hartlepool Museum. The, the it's everything Navy. you need there, Barry. And then. <laughs> then they've got they've got this is another exhibit there it's a ready meal of a chicken tagliatelle ah that looks lush right? that looks this, lush right? and it actually what? says Barry can you can you rewind right. yeah, what rewind. sort of museum is this is it a museum it's, of it's, what it's, it's the Hartlepool Good Royal things. Navy Museum well, it's the Museum of Hartlepool and it's and, the Royal and local Navy shop. Museum yeah, and it's got in there. It's and got convenience loads. stuff. Are you oh, sure well. you weren't in the tuck shop at the end, Barry? I was flabbergasted when I saw it. Um, and uh, and the other one, the, the, the ready meal, it's got, this is what it says. Here, there's a little like thing like you get in museums. Like a little underneath. Description, little... and it says, microwave ovens started to become popular during the 1970s. <laughs> and it helps lead to rapid growth in the production of convenience Aye. foods. Foods Aye. like this are ready Aye. cooked and only need heating up once before eating. It's even got a two for three pound sticker on it. How weird, yeah, that sounds fucking brilliant, that museum body like. <laughs> A packet of 10 mobile lights Aye, in a bathroom cabinet. A couple cabinet. of smokes. A couple it's... of smokes after you're ready, man. <laughs> Perfect. It's absolutely that mental. sounds amazing. What, is, that, is, it, is it me I or is it unusual know. to have an exhibit of something, talking about it like it's from the past, when it's a completely current piece of technology? Yeah, it's so bizarre. Were in the 70s. <laughs> Are we? No, yeah, yeah, Shan's right. I know, but no, we've, still, but... we've still got them and they've barely changed. That one is from Morrison's Chicken Tagliatelle. As an exhibit in the Royal Navy Museum. How are you, though, Shan? You're unlikely to see like a microwave made by Sharp or a brand like that from the 80s. You know, there's not many of them left anymore, is it, kid? But, or like <laughs> Neff or Phillips, but you you wouldn't find a fucking sharp one. That's or in a se- museum. Seychelles. Um, the um, I I uh, when I got to the gig though, I noticed they had a projector. It was this big town hall, and there was a projection on the screen. You got a fucking I, projector. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, I was like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this this story about these because I've taken pictures of it. So I spoke to the guy who did the tech. Can I get a, a picture up on the sc- on the screen behind me? And he was like, yeah, no worries. So I was like, okay. So I gave, I emailed him the two photos. All right. I, I mean, this is so unbelievable. I've got to talk about this in the gig. I didn't realize how slowly the screen came down. So I'm like, so I had a look, look around your town earlier. And so, sorry, Jim, can we, um, <laughs> okay, so can we get the first picture, please? So I saw this and I explained like I just did to you. And there's a, there's a packet of mobile lights. They're just looking at me like, yeah, it's normal. Right. And then I show the second picture. Look at this chicken technically telly, two for three pounds. Nothing. I mean, silence. And I'm like, okay, thanks very much, Jim. <laughs> As the screen goes back up really slowly with no oh laughs. My God. 
No oh, love. Well, that was worth well, it. The, the, um, <laughs> isn't it there so a colloquial term <laughs> people from Hartlepool are called monkey hangers? Yes. Because yeah, because oh, the yes. legendarily oh, they hung yeah. a monkey. Yeah. So like putting a pack Thinking, of fags in the museum. Hang on. Yeah. They thought they thought the monkey was a Frenchman. French, yeah, French, yeah, a French. Well, fucking hung the bastard. <laughs> And, uh, absolutely brilliant story. and it was it was clattering on about fucking microwaves like they exist. And I, I mean, hang on a minute. I mean, I presume this has been uh, been uh, been dissected in other areas. But what, Must what have is been, the, yeah. the Hartlepool hanging a monkey? They thought he was French. But how, but how long did he get away with being French? This monkey. I mean, how long? I don't know. Was he wearing he was like onions he, or something? He, they, they went to the. They went it to was the a, couple of, a couple of years. He got married to a local lady. And then, uh, how long was he in town before, it, before yeah, he was rumbled as a French? Before first, they took a dislike yeah. to him. Yeah, at first he was quite suave. He enjoyed fine food, fine food, fine wines. You know, non-scented perfume. Exactly. Liked liked uh, them fucking art house films. Yeah. You know. And, he uh, lived in Hartlepool for four years before right. they wrote. They, but. A lot of people knew That's there was amazing. something. Something wasn't right. I, yeah. wrong with, why is John Claude in that fucking tree again? <laughs> <laughs> is that a prehensile tree? John Claude <laughs> with oh. the beret on. That's mad. He fucking a... talking about fucking poetry. Right. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they captured him from a from a ship. He was the mascot, apparently. I think the story goes. Oh, so a, they didn't actually think he was French. Like a French. Yeah, no, they did. No, they, they did. did. They, they, they went. Really they went do. and got him from no, the ship, come, but the other people had escaped. Come, come on, I can believe. I can believe no, Hang on, that there's a museum in Hartlepool with a microwave meal in it. <laughs> I can't believe that the people of Hartlepool <laughs> found a monkey and went. I think. I think they he's, did, a, I think he's just a French guy. We learned about it in school. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know if it was part of the syllabus, but I'm sure. Like... Oh, part All of I the can syllabus. See in what defence rod? It was quite dark at the time. <laughs> Legend has it that during the Napoleonic Wars, <coughs> pardon me, of this the early, that 19th, long ago. early 19th century, a shipwrecked monkey was hanged by the people of Hartlepool, believing him to be a French spy. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Now wait, now wait, now wait. Now wait. Yeah. Animals have a long history of being used in warfare for yep. things like spying, you know, pigeons and things like that. There's a long history nah. of this. So they didn't just think, hang on, <laughs> nah. what's that? I think nah. it must be a Frenchman. Hang on. No, but the pigeons themselves <laughs> aren't spies. They're just used. No, but they thought... They, they, what I'm saying is they thought he was a monkey, but he was that. But he was some kind of spying thing for the French. They didn't think that's what a Frenchman looks like. I think they no, did. No, they genuinely well, did. I think apparently they, they the monkey... 200 the monkey years ago, the people them. of Hartlepool didn't, they, didn't know what a monkey look was. I think the monkey was wearing like a trilby hat, sunglasses, a brown I don't coat, care. was looking through a newspaper. <laughs> I don't care if he's wearing a blue and white stripy top, riding a bike with a string of onions around his neck and a beret. He's still not going to think he's a Frenchman. Oh, hang on. No, listen to At this. This times. is interesting. The reason for killing the monkey appears to have been the rule that villagers could only claim salvage rights of a shipwreck if there were no survivors. That's what it's saying. That's a new twist to it. That is a new twist. So... So my suspicion that it wasn't as simple as they went, what's that? That must be a Frenchman. <laughs> I mean, oh, come on. I remember when they showed the PG tips advert in, the, <laughs> in Hartlepool. What's all this French stuff? And that's good. They taught them to speak English. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Is this a new episode of Hello, Hello? <laughs> good, job, good job we haven't got my mum on this week. She, she wouldn't like this story. No, your mum oh would hate this. Oh, we must, we must not talk about no hanging way. monkeys. I mean, she wouldn't mind if it was a Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> Does she not like monkeys? Is she, is she very fond of monkeys? You oh, is she? oh, Rob. Rob. Oh very God. fond is not the word, mate. She's obsessed. obsessed. That doesn't cover it. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Obsessed only just scratches the surface. There, she's a monkey <laughs> correspondent. And, we, uh, we have a she fe- really is. We have a feature on this wonderful. podcast, which you'd know if you listened to it, Rob, called Apes of Froth. <laughs> it's wonderful. Where we talk to Barry's mum, Viv, and her partner, Ian, about their collection of, of over 100 cuddly monkeys. Oh, wow. And they are Amazing. insane. <laughs> season tickets, season tickets for Monkey World, and, really, and the Bovington Tank Museum. <laughs> this is how insane they are, Rob. Well, they're we, they're to go together, don't they? Oh, they. We, yeah. the next well, they're, they're really close geographically. Um, we spoke to them a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, and we said, you know, you've been how you've been coping, not because they go to Monkey World every three weeks for the last twenty years, <laughs> and we said, how are you coping on lockdown? And they said, well, they. You know the roadmap, April the 12th, is everyone's thinking, oh, the pub's open outdoors, I think mm. hairdressers and stuff. You'll, you'll have your own reasons for yeah, memori- yeah, of course. Mem- memorizing that date, whether it's hairdressers, pubs opening outside, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, they are hoping to drive down the night before <laughs> lockdown 
restrictions is to, to get into Monkey World early on the 12th. <laughs> wow. So, uh, uh, bearing in mind, as you can't stay in a hotel till the 12th, no, they'll, they'll sleep, have to sleep, sleep in the in car. The car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they'll have to sleep in the car. <laughs> as you do when you yeah. want to get to Monkey World really early. Really early. They've, they've exactly. got a, yeah. he's, got, he's got a property in, in Bournemouth, so they're not too too far. That's probably part of the reason they got oh, that. Oh, they'll stay there. Yeah. Because, um, they'll stay there. Yeah. yeah. Mad. I mean, they, they bought that to be near a Monkey World. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, I, 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 imagine, I imagine the monkeys must find it quite weird seeing regular faces in yeah. there. Yeah. You know, it yeah. takes the thrill out of masturbating. It's a stranger that monkeys like to do. <laughs> if... oh, there we go. I can't... <laughs> oh, it's I got... just weird now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't throw my own shit at them again. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you want is your last story? Do you want a self-driving slippers? <laughs> <coughs> or dogs Dogs being right-handed? What am I... Oh, either of them. They're they're both good, aren't they? What have we done so far? Oh, I, I tell you, if you want to keep the platter theme, Rosie's basically chosen the last story, hasn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosie's chosen the last story. Yes. Barry, you've got a dog, Alan. I do. Is he right or left-handed, would you say? I reckon right. Oh, no, I reckon maybe left, actually, because when I uh, when I when when he gives paw, he goes with his, with his left. Does he? He's left my right, looking at him. I mean, what, what other evidence is there? What, <laughs> what? You think that there must be a reason well, why he's doing that. his penmanship. He's left-handed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah but I think Baz, Bill... which, ha- which hand do you put out? Do you put I think our out? Bill's right-handed. Oh, maybe it's because I'm right-handed, I'm going Ooh, to... Yeah. Is Bill, yeah, is Bill, is Bill right a dog, hand. though? She, yeah, um... Bill's a dog. Right. We've got Bill and Ron. So Ron, yeah, Ron's... Ron! Ron's right... I think Ron's right, Pord. Hard to tell, Ron's now 14, and... And he's, uh, he's, he's hard, as, hard as fucking nails, Ron. Like he's, when we used to live in Crystal Palace... Uh, when he's he boxing, what does he lead with? Uh, but, well, <laughs> if you can see it, he hits you with the left and the right comes over. It's all done. <laughs> it's all done. But he was the hardest dog in Crystal Palace, without a shadow of a doubt. Was he? And, uh, and now he's the hardest dog in the Peak District. But he's really old, but he's still the hardest dog oh, in the Peak District. Like that old gangster down the pub. Do you think Rosie's right or left-handed, Sean? I don't know. Right, probably. Why? Oh, I'm thinking pause. I think she's right. All right. Dogs are more likely to be right-handed. Oh. A study, a study of seventeen thousand nine hundred and one dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go on then. Let's do him as well. Yeah. <laughs> do the old one. Go on. It's one at the end. Because we, we, but we've done seventeen thousand nine hundred. I've been, do I've been waiting out here for three weeks in this queue. <laughs> Oh. Bring your dog, you said, were you? <laughs> Don't even live round you. <laughs> Study of 17,901 UK dogs found 74% used a preferred paw when oh. reaching for food. Not asking, not begging, mm. not doing paw when reaching. What do you mean reaching for food? I don't know. I've never seen Rosie reach for she food. Does, she always I mean, just she sticks will, her head in it. She reaches for stuff. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Getting it off a shelf. Getting it off a shelf? Like, in the back of the cupboard? What exactly are we talking about? What, does she get on the? Does she steal food off tables, Rosie? Yes. yes. Oh, God, if she can yeah. reach it, we had, we had a lasagna yes. once. She's got that, a really long snout, so she yeah. uses her mouth. We had a lasagna that uh, was waiting to go in the oven, <laughs> and we went out uh, for a little bit. Came back, we thought it was out of reach of the dog, and it, it was half out of reach of the dog. And from the full dish, you it like it was like it had a piece of glass through the middle of it. <gasps> it was completely polished. No where Ron way. had clearly wolfed down everything he could reach and then polished the, the edge, <laughs> the limit of his reach, <laughs> with the tip of his tongue. And it was like a, a mirror finish. And that half of the dish was so clean it could have gone back in the cupboard. It's incredible. <laughs> so he just took an inch off it. Popped I was going to say, what did he do? Yeah. What did he do? He, just took, he just took a slither off yeah. And, yeah. Uh, an inch. Quite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. A study of 17,901 UK dogs found 74% used the preferred paw when reaching for food. Of those, 58.3% used the right... Oh, the right paw. And female dogs are more likely to be right paw than the males. Why? I don't know. Paw preference makes animals better at tasks. What? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> About 90% of humans are right-handed. It's a shit story, that, isn't it? What? Um, <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know if I'm right or left-handed. And I don't right. know how to work it out. We've worked, we were talking about this the other day. Did we, did right we work it out? Right for certain things, like writing, and then left for other things. Yeah, like so what does that mean? Sport? Is it ambidextrous? I can't remember. I'm sure somebody told me once how to work it out. but I, I That, that was great. That, that, was, that was, as you say, Rod, a bit of a crap story, masquerading in disguise as a good one. Yeah, it was It was like one of those Steve Wright factoids, wasn't it? Jamie Lee Grace, you've got a factoid. Yes, Steve, uh, 65% of dogs are right-handed. Another one of those tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Cats have got no word for spaghetti. Um, back to you, Steve. <laughs> and it didn't tell us anything about... It didn't tell us anything about anything, did it? Other Nothing. than dogs are more likely to be right-handed. And female dogs. And female dogs. And that they tested loads of dogs and then one at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you test 17,401 dogs or whatever it was? Life and then all, the you, all you say is that at the end of it. Yeah. It's, it's, a full finding. Yeah. it's <laughs> testament to our craft that we managed to spin this story out yeah. in, oh, into something out. really, really listenable, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know. yeah. <laughs> right, so uh, that, I mean, that yeah. is one of the worst stories we've ever, ever had, I think. Yeah. But are we going to choose Terrible. which is I don't the even know what to say about it. What? It was very frothy, wasn't it? It was absolute froth. Because I think that was probably the, one of the most frothy things we've ever talked about. Because w- the more you dug into it, the less there was. The less information <laughs> there was. Which is what froth less, is, isn't it? Yeah. The, more, the yes. more I read, the less there was to go on. Yeah, I remember when our kids were born and we'd take them out to a cafe and, and the, the, the craze of a baby chino occurred, oh, which God, was yeah. just some milk froth. And mm. they had the temerity to charge 30p for it. <gasps> And it was just like a bit of milk oh, just gone. 30p, you can get, you can get, a, you can get a lamb down here for that. Yeah, exactly. You could put a sheep on my land for four days for that. <laughs> or a, fu- a full week if it doesn't eat much. <laughs> yeah, baby chino. What are we going to do with this sheep farm? Hey, Rod, how much, uh, to, uh, how much to drive around one of your fields in a Land Rover and like really fucking churn it up? I'm just thinking of different ways you can make money. That's a great idea. I don't know. I'll have to Google it. How much to run a paintball do... business without we safety? We could do hen parties. An unregulated paintball. Experience. An unregulated hay. Just put some bales of hay in the, in the middle. We could just specialise in unregulated stuff. Imagine. We've if run you've got out a of car, paint. you want to burn it out? I've got a field. Under yeah. quid, mate, you want to torture a car? Just like a like go go gorilla, like not quite go eight, but you just let's just put up some really rickety sh- like, like ladders in between Lethal. trees. And... Oh my god! All oh, right, well, look out, watch this space for our unregulated carnage centre that we're going to uh, <laughs> <laughs> open on our the land. Unregulated yeah. carnage. Ju- we're just going to advertise it in the local paper for people. Yeah, not go ape. It's, it's just go fucking mental land. It's just land where you can just run as fast as you like into a tree. Do, do what you want. Stick your head in a stick your head in a bird box. You can fucking it's like, uh, international water. <laughs> we'll get a dog that just bites you on the dick as art, and you can just. <laughs> It's like an, an amusement park, but just for fucking nutters. Burn stuff. Unregulated. You want to film a new Jackass film? I've got the police for you. <laughs> Top Gear, you want to just fucking fire cannons and that? No problem. Top Field, mate. This is where we come to relax. <laughs> Imagine. Stench of petrol. Selling so, 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 so homemade fireworks out the barn. Yeah. <laughs> I got Elon Musk in the bottom field doing a launch. <laughs> What's that? I'm just taking a call from the <laughs> jokes on him though. It cost him ninety pence. Just taking a call from the Cheltenham Nuclear War Society. They want to come down. They want to come down and stage one of their costume nuclear wars in the top field. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna do some, uh, some 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 battle reenactments. Oh, what Second World War? No, no, no. it's gonna be napalm from Vietnam. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Vietnam like reenactment. The night manager. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, do 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 keep the nuclear war down because I've got the girl guides in the field next door. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not getting into another argument with Brown Owl. <laughs> <laughs> oh right now listen which one of those is your frothiest 
The last, oh, we've established, the last one. We've established <laughs> definitely the shittiest story of that is that most dogs are right-handed, and that is the frothiest story of the week. Congratulations. That's it. Brilliant. That's all we've got time for. Thank you so much, Rob. <laughs> well, what it's always such a treat a, to chat to you three lovely people. Anytime, anytime. You're welcome in Hawaii uh, whenever you want to come. <laughs> Mm. Well, I think I can hear our first booking coming down the road in a banana boat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, oh, a speedboat coming into the garden with a yeah. banana boat behind it. <laughs> what do you want to plug? Knows? Oh, I'll plug my Patreon because I'll yeah, still be on, doing plug that. Your Patreon, yeah. Yeah. Plug uh, your Patreon, yeah. I have enjoyed doing stuff online and uh, I'm going to keep doing that even yeah. when we're doing gigs and stuff. So it's patreon.com. <laughs> Forward slash Rob Rouse, and I put sketches, podcasts, uh, songs. You put it up every day, don't you? You're a every day, Monday to Friday, Roger. Yeah, every Monday, Monday to Friday. You're a prolific content provider on Patreon. It's a it is prolific. What sort of stuff is it? Last week we had. um, He's not here now, but he's a bit broken. I had uh, Neil (laughs) Young. Hang on, where's Neil? (laughs) We had Neil Young came on the show. Neil Young, where's his eyes? Neil Young, had Neil Young, and uh, Neil... uh, We released, uh, Neil did a big release recently on Patreon, which was called the Neil Young um, Beard Trimmer Incident, where uh, there's a song uh, written and performed by Neil about this, because I don't know you know, he's married to Daryl Hannah now from Splash, who's a bit younger than him. Yeah. And um, when she goes out, he parades around in her old mermaid suits. But... um, Neil was feeling rather worried about the fact that he was feeling a bit old next to Daryl. Um, and she watches watch a lot of Love Island. So Neil ended up trying to shave his bits and bobs, to, like, the, like the young shiny boys do yeah, on Love Island. With Love Island, yeah. Yeah, oh, and yeah. Uh, he, he was quite nasty, actually. He caught himself uh, just on the, you know, the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he cut it, nicked a follicle off, and um, there was quite oh. an event. Anyway, so he wrote a song about that. Like all great art comes from pain, and it's called the Neil Young beard trimmer incident. That's on there. Oh, I thought it was going to be the, something about the needle and the damage done. Well, no, it's very much, but it's very much in that style. Oh, um, right, yeah. and it's, it's that that era of production, needle and the damage done. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, every um, harvest, all that stuff. Yeah, it's in that area there, yeah. and he yeah. talks about. Uh, I, I nick my nutsack in a hotel room, uh, and it's a song about nicking his nutsack. Um, so it's it's you know, and it's something like that every day, basically. Yeah. Oh, amazing! I think, I think that's I think that's plugged it. Do you want yes. to close the show with um, Neil Young, the Neil Young nutsack beard trimmer incident? <laughs> All right, oh, stick no, it on. Should we bag you. it on now? The yeah, Neil, yeah. Is, I forgot. Let me just see. I can play you a bit down the Zoom mic, and we'll, then we'll, Barry. We'll say our goodbyes over the uh, Neil <laughs> over Young. The, over the Neil Young. Are you getting any of that? Yeah. Just yep. about. I nicked my nutsack <laughs> in a hotel room. So, uh, so that's all we got time for. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our... Uh, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks to our very special guest, Rob Rouse. Who you can catch on patreon.com slash Rob Rouse. Shows with all those guys who are smoother than a baby's bottom. <laughs> You've got to do your bit now, Sean, of the, of the, of the, of the goodbye link. I, I can't focus. <laughs> what was you can uh, contact us on social media at the Frost Podcast, and don't forget the new email facility, uh, which is hello at thefrostpodcast.com. This was a Land Bubble Vision production, produced by Barry Castagnola at Russell Up Productions. If you enjoyed it, tell your friends. Don't forget to rate us at five stars, share it, all that stuff. Like, subscribe, and check out Rob Rouse. Thanks for listening. On Patreon.com. See you, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, See you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks. 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 <laughs> Bye, love. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.